We really think European butter from France is the best butter. And our friend, the expert baker and best-selling cookbook author David Leibovitz agrees. Check out our recent episode with David to find out how he cooks with quality butter. And for recipes, tips, and cooking advice, go to tasteeurope.com. I, I always want a movie uh, to, um, uh, to look like a piece of music. It has uh, a musical quality in there. So with all the sound that was made in, in the kitchen, uh, it was enough in, in this movie. This is Taste. I'm your host, Matt Rodbard. Today we are excited to welcome award-winning director Tranan Hung into the studio. His latest film, the lush and food-centered The Taste of Things, is in theaters now. It stars Juliet Binoche in a cast of characters who cook and cook and cook and cook for friends and visitors with a passion that transcend the idea of the modern foodie. Detailed, painstaking process cooking and late 19th century suiting is a major thread here, with food scenes aided by the eye of legendary international chef Pierre Gagné. We speak with the director about bringing this universe to life and the food of his childhood growing up in Da Nang, Vietnam. It's such a great talk, and I hope you enjoy this conversation. Trenon Hung, welcome to This Is Taste. How are you doing? I'm fine, thank you. <laughs> it's an honor to meet you. I, I, I think of uh, I think of food and television as having a real moment, and food and film has been more of a moment in our history. And I just wanted to start by just asking you, you know, there's so many great food-centric films out there. Babette's Feast comes to mind, Big Night, Tampopo, which is a favorite of mine. There's also amazing television, as I mentioned. We've got The Bear, of course. We've got Japan's uh, Midnight Diner. I don't know if you're familiar with that show. No, I, 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 I haven't seen all of this. Yeah, yes. it's okay. I'm not. Yes. This isn't a quiz. <laughs> <laughs> but you know, before uh, the filming of uh, the Taste of Things, let's get into what were you thinking about with with doing a movie about food. Oh yes, because I always want to make a movie about not, and I choose uh, cuisine because uh, for me, we can show it everything real on the, on the screen. That's why, you know, cuisine was uh, something that was interesting for me. And also because uh, uh, food and, and love are the two sources of uh, sensuality in, in our life. So it was important for me to deal with it. Yeah, and, and it is much of a story about marriage and love as it is about food. And we're going to try to go a little spoiler-free here. Um, but, of course, we need to talk about the before and after death. I think that's important. It's part of the, part of the, the movie. Um, but like, first, let's talk about Escoffier. Because you, the, 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 the context is that this is 1880s Loire Valley. This is in France. And yes, a, and, uh, and there was a one line very important for me uh, said by Dodin. He said that there is only 13 years uh, that, uh, you know, separate um, the death of Antonin Carême and the birth of uh, Auguste Escoffier. And Carême is, uh, you know, he know he's, he's known as uh, an ancestor of, uh, of uh, the cuisine, uh, uh, French cuisine. And um, on, on the other side, uh, Escoffier, 
he 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 he's the man who who brought you know the cuisine into the modern uh, time. So it's uh, quite interesting that there is only 13 years between the two of them. Uh, so it 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 show how much you know the um, uh, the food the thinking of the food is a uh, very vivid and very uh, it it um, it um, developed very quickly. Mm-hmm. These two individuals are important in food history, and we we've, we've written books about both of them. I love the line as well. With Escoffier, we dream of the future. It's a great line. I think Dodin says that. And um, let me ask you, from your research, what was so futuristic about Escoffier's cooking and many of the techniques that are being shown? Some of them are very traditional, and we're going to get into some of the cooking because it's incredible. But what does that mean, the future with Escoffier? Oh, it's uh, because uh, it was the first time with uh, um, César Ritz, they, they are going to uh, to build a palace, meaning that uh, they are going to uh, to serve a lot of dishes uh, at the same time in a big place, and this is need a, a new organization of the the kitchen, uh-huh. and yes, and this was uh, the modernity of it, and so somehow he brought democracy uh, in 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 the food because uh, more more people can have access to it. If not, you you have to wait a very long time to to have a you know a table, and and here in that kind of palace, uh, you know a lot of people can be served yeah. at the same time. So this is his uh, you know the the legacy that he he gave because just after after this first one in in the south of France, uh, then London. Would yeah. ask him to come and and you know build all the palace for them. And then the English language experienced uh, the brigade system, which Escoffier creates from a militaristic background that creates this new efficiency, the modernity you speak of so well. Yes. And we're off to the races with a new style of dining and restaurants. Backing up a little bit, we've got this character uh, Dodin Buffon, who I just like. I want to ask you about this guy because he is obviously. He is of of means. He he has um you know a house that has a kitchen, and they cook all the time, and it's like painstaking. And it appears in the film that it's for and the it's based on a novel. It's for friends. It's not really. It's for guests. It's not a commercial endeavor. He's not charging money. So what is this in eighteen eighties France and in, in Loire Valley? What? is happening here that I think a lot of people are like questioning. Is this just like the biggest foodie ever? Oh, yes, I think because at that time you have a lot of uh, recipes that is uh, old and uh, you don't even know how to cook it. And uh, because at that time, uh, recipes are not precise as uh, you have today, uh, meaning that you don't have, uh, you know, there is no description of uh, you need 20 grams of this and that. So it's uh, something that looks like a poem and uh, you have to read it and you have to guess, you know, the, the flavor of it. And then then you need a very good uh, cook. Uh, and this was the role of Eugenie in, in the movie. She has to find a way to create this dish that comes from a very old um, a recipe and you have to rediscover it. 
and you need to have a very good palate to uh, you know to to be able to create the the, the dish that's why it's a, a fool for for him he's a rich man he didn't have to uh, uh, he doesn't have to work and uh, he has uh, lands and properties and things like that so he spent his time uh, trying to uh, revive all the old recipes and and then he has this uh, little group of men uh, of friends who share uh, it with him and they wear the most um well-cut suits with heavy fabrics and then they're eating a lot it just seems very uncomfortable dining like that oh yes <laughs> yes it's it's a case and uh, since d- during the the shooting of the movie since everything was real the cooking uh, everything was real so uh, they the the actors for, for the scenes where they have to eat they ate a lot yeah so when i said cut they keep on eating you know and uh, so the, the the assistants they have to stand next to them and uh, hurry them you know quick because we need to reset everything for the so during the the shooting they they gain weight and my wife who, who is taking care of uh, of the um, of the wardrobe uh, she told me that you know uh, she has to enlarge it <laughs> and so by the end of the shooting he uh, she she came to me and she said, "This scene you you have to shoot it unbuttoned because uh, there is no room to enlarge it, and they cannot button." This is such a yeah. good good moment. I think it is great directing because you've got these expressions for some of the actors, the, the four men, and then of course you've got uh, Benoit Majamel, who's 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 the the patron, and he they're looking like they've had a lot of food, yeah, and, and a little bit of wine too, and they're like not. They're like kind of uncomfortable. <laughs> yes, yes, but you you know normally for 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 shooting of the movie you don't drink you don't drink uh, real wine. Yeah, because you you get you know drunk. Um, Not on hung set apparently. <laughs> <laughs> for for Benoit, suddenly he asked for for real wine. So everybody was was uh, you know I mean the the, the producer he would come and he said oh, come on you know you, you should not he said let me manage it and uh, oh and gosh. and then he just tastes enough to 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 have the the real flavor of uh, of the food and everything so the other actors were drawing him for that That's you know, a, so did they, you watch this miniseries Irva Vep at all. What Irva Vep? Do you know this? It was on HBO, at least in the states. No, no. It's it's a film that's uh, a film within a film, but there's a, a lot of behind the scenes of actors and, and eating. And it reminded me of uh, it's just the comedy of being on set and eating food uh-huh. and dr- and like bring me the real wine. Oh uh, yes, <laughs> I can imagine. Back a little bit to Dodan. It's just such a curious and just intriguing to me because you know I'm a food writer. I I also like Dodan. I'm like looking at old recipes. I'm not the rich guy though who gets to have a you know, uh, somebody cooking for him. But was this a common uh, practice in, in like 19th century France? Oh, yes, of course. B- because all this is because of uh, Bria Savarin. He yes. wrote the, the, this book and it, it was the beginning, beginning of the thinking about, about, about food, how to find the right words to describe, you know, uh, the taste and everything. So it, it, it became a kind of contra. And uh, um, so, so rich people they they used to have uh, to organize these kind of uh, dinner, and with a, a lot of uh, how how would you say uh, uh, rules and yeah. things like that. And um, um, so there are you know at that time there are books that are 
like uh, bestsellers uh, at that time. It's it's uh, these books uh, are there to um, uh, somehow to to learn uh, people to to have good conversation around the table. You you need to to say things in a certain way to be funny and not too profound because <laughs> you you don't you don't want to be boring, not to be profound. So everything needs to be said quickly in a certain way, etc. And you have that kind of books at yeah. that time that, that that give you you know some topics. Oh yeah, to, Savan to is with. like the the uh, first original food writer. I mean, we think of him as the the grandfather of of actual food writing and uh-huh. and the fact that there is like a rubric. Um, for speaking about cuisine and also about ancient cuisines and, and things that like the Ortolans, which you, you cover in a way, I and mean, the Ortolan scene, which is an ancient practice, um, I've never seen it done like that. It's very commonly done in cinema. You've seen the Ortolan, but the fact that it was done with less ceremony, almost workmanlike, but still important and rare, I like that. You really achieved something masterful there. Oh, yes. Thank you. It's, uh, it's uh, quite funny. Ha, yeah, you know the, the scene. Yes, yeah, so uh, that's why I didn't uh, want to see under the the uh, you know the, the actual bird being consumed. You don't show it. Yes, yeah. I didn't show it because it, it's more interesting to see yeah. them. You know, covered with this uh, uh, um, fabric on on their head, uh, because the idea is to uh, uh, because you have to wait. Uh, until the the bird is not too hot to put the the whole bird in in your mouth, so to avoid um, uh, burning yourself, uh, then you have to wait a little bit. So with these uh, sheet of uh, fabric on on the head is to to keep the the the, the smell of of it inside, so it it it, it won't escape. And uh, uh, since you have to chew the the whole. Uh, bird, then sometimes you you have some fat coming out of your mouth or things like yeah. that. So you have to hide yourself. That's amazing, Hung, that you say you articulate the actual workmanlike consumption of an ortolan and not the the glamorized, you know, portrayal in, in cinema. Uh-huh. Another scene I want to talk about is it's 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 a gateau or pan. I'm not sure what it is, but it's a, a circular pastry or a bread, and it's placed at the center of a table. Uh-huh. Juliet Binoche brings it out. Uh-huh. Placed there, and then they look at it, and then the way you capture their expressions and the way that they dig in with their hands to eat the bread, it's like we've all thought about eating bread that way, but we don't do it. You've captured something very special that I think we recognize even today. Uh-huh. Uh huh. Yes, it's a, a brioche. Oh, it's what it was brioche. Yes, okay, it's yeah. a brioche, and uh, yes, I mean they 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 ate all the time. <laughs> So yes, so uh, so this uh, yes, this scene was uh, uh, n- n- normally, you know, people would uh, I mean Eugenie would bring a, a knife and cut it. So I didn't like it. I liked the idea of seeing them, you know, uh, grabbing it and and torn it and you know just eat it like this uh, very casually. Let's talk about Pierre Garnier, famous, world-famous French chef and and Michelin star holder. And I would say, you know, he had a presence in Korea in like the 1990s and early 2000s, including in other cities too, in London as well. And very famous chef, but he's the consultant on the film. And I read that he uh, cooked for a week, kind of defining these menus. Because like Big Night, there's set pieces in the filmmaking. There's like actual meals that you're showing in a beautiful way, and I think everyone should go watch the, the movie um, in theaters now, and it'll be on VOD, I'm sure, at some point. 
Now, let me ask you, when Pierre Gagnon, you are talking about these dishes, how are you constructing it as the director and as the chef? Is he, like, are you guys having, like, a little back and forth, a little, like, is there some tense moments? Oh, no, no. Uh, Pierre, he, he's a, a very kind man, and I was lucky to to be able to work with him. And uh, so the, the idea is we discuss about, you know, what I would like to see on the screen. Uh, we needed some dishes that, you know, uh, can show uh, how much the cooking of it is uh, quite sophisticated. For instance, uh, you have this, uh, to, to cook a, a chicken, you need to, to make a, a broth out of two chickens. You know, yeah. and and then uh, when you have it, and then you can cook the the chicken. A that double you are stock. Going to eat. It's a double yes. stock. Yes, yes, yeah, exactly. Yeah, yeah. So all, all this was um, something that I I, I really like um, um, to 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 see, for instance, the the salad, the lettuce, uh, put in uh, uh, boiled water is something that's quite impressive for me, and, and to see how how it it, it become very small at the end and then cook again all this uh, you know show that is uh, quite that everything is quite sophisticated and that's what i would like to to bring to the to the audience it's it's the the way that produce is presented and pulled from the garden and there's like kohlrabi or parsnip or or some kind of root vegetable being peeled and turned and you know your sound design you're just you're you're getting it right it's sounding exactly as you'd imagine in the most desirable way and i mean how do you get your actors to actually do this work? Is it just a lot of study by them? <laughs> no, they, they quite enjoy it. Uh, because, <laughs> of course they uh, They get a lesson in yes. cooking. No, 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 normally they, they, um, I ask them to, to give me a week of, uh, of training, but they, they were so busy um, and, and they, they, can, they, they could only give, give me half a day of training. But it was enough because the, in real life they they cook themselves. So uh, uh, for them it was uh, just a pleasure. I can see it that they, when when they cook. So of course for for some scenes that I I think that could could be dangerous because we we work with uh, with fire, we work with uh, boil water and knife and and things like that. So for for some very specific. Things I I wanted to have uh, b- double for for their hands, uh, so I cast two, one for each, mm. and um, but uh, finally we never use them because oh, wow. uh, yes because uh, yeah. Benoit and Juliette they want to do everything by themselves. Yeah, I mean, like come on, like it's kind of a great gig for them to learn from Pierre Garnier to have these like I mean if you are into copper pots, listeners. You're going to like get your copper pot cooking. I mean, beautiful cookware. Was that something you sourced? Is that like antique cookware? Oh, yes. It's something that is quite um, easy to find yeah, uh, finally. Yeah. In fact, uh, we, we have to find, uh, to choose, in fact, the, the color, the right color of, of the copper, uh, things like that. Uh, but uh, to find them, it was quite easy because um, you have a lot of collectors to how to, to to know they 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 kept all, all this, so it's uh, it's marvelous to it really to was it's yes because the sound is different, you know all the sound it's it's much more enjoyable uh, somehow it it's like playing with um, 
you know, uh, very good instruments. Yeah, yes. good, 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 uh, good metaphor because it seems like, especially with the funneling of liquid to liquid. I mean, this is like obviously this is very classic cooking and it's the heart of of cooking for what we like our building blocks and you're straining a lot of liquids those uh-huh. big funnels are used all the time uh-huh yes yes uh the the sound of the the, the water is important the water. in yes in in the the the, the soundtrack um that's why i didn't use music at all uh, ah. until the end uh, because what I always like uh, to to bring to the, the audience is the feeling of uh, a momentum of cinema meaning that I, I always want a movie uh, to um, uh, to look like a piece of music it has a, a musical quality in there so with all the sound that was made in in the kitchen and also the sound from 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 the the outside from the nature, uh, it was enough in this movie. Let's uh, let's transition. I want to hear a little bit about your childhood. You grew up in Da Nang, Vietnam, and I've had the pleasure of of visiting Da Nang uh, and and Hoi An and Hue and all the all the beautiful towns in the Central Coast. And there's no mo- more spectacular place to visit, and and the people um, generous and and so skilled at cooking dishes. Um, what was food like for you growing up? Oh, it's everything, of course. It uh, it shaped my my my, my taste. Uh, so everything that you, you you like when when you are a child and um, you ate it uh, d- during a period of your life that you are very happy about everything, uh, then it it will uh, stay and uh, and you keep on, you know, looking for 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 the. This these tastes in your life, you know, and so so today, for instance, I'm I eat uh, more and more very simple, you know, very simple food, and of course it 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 has to uh, to connect with my childhood memories, and uh, uh, yes, it's I ate you know a lot of things, and uh, um, it, because my my. We we are from the working class. Mm-hmm. My my parents they 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 make clothes, and um, so everything around me was uh, quite ugly. And the only place that was uh, beautiful was the, the, kitchen the kitchen of my mother. Yes. And you're eating like mekong and cao lao. Are those any dishes that you ate at all? Are those part of the? the yes, of course. I I, I you know I, I know all these. Uh, those are uh, dishes. Cao yes. lao to me, if you can, just a, a spectacular dish. So yes, good. Yes. Yes. Exactly. Um, and you were there uh, during the war. Yes, I, I was there during during the war, but um, I, I was. Um, in a place that I, I didn't see much about 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 war, and then uh, quickly I moved to Laos, mm-hmm. where I stay uh, for five five or six years in in Laos before going to France at the age of twelve. At the age of twelve, you moved to France. Are you living in France currently, or living in Vietnam currently, or yes, currently I, I live in France. You live in France. Yes, in Paris. In Paris, um, but you make it back to Vietnam a bit. Yes, a lot. Because uh, yes, uh, I think that in the future I, I would uh, split my time half uh, half, you know, in in Vietnam and in France. Yeah, that sounds pretty great. Yes. Tell me what what's I haven't been to Vietnam in a decade. I'd like to go back. What what's in Vietnam as an as a French tourist or as an American tourist? Just love to get your take as 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 a local. How am I visiting Vietnam? I, I'd like to open that up a little bit. That question. 
Oh, I don't know. I think that you you, you should go to the three places of Vietnam in the north, uh, Hanoi, uh, in the center, Da Nang, and in the south, Ho Chi Minh City, because the food is, uh, you know, uh, very different from each uh, uh, place. And um, in 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 the north, it's uh, uh, it's more uh, salty, and in the south, more sweet. Mm-hmm. And um, yes, it's a uh, you you have to to do you know this uh, long trip. <laughs> it's a beautiful trip if you could go from yes. north to south. I've had the pleasure of doing that. And are you getting good Vietnamese food in in Paris? Is there a restaurant? Or are you mostly cooking at home in Paris? No, it's at home because my wife she's a very good cook, and she cook all kind of food. Yeah, you know, Vietnamese, French, Italian, uh, Japanese. Oh, yes, yes, Indian. She and, sounds like yeah. uh, uh, Eugenie a little bit. Yeah? Yes, yes, she she is, and um, she can you know. Uh, uh, try a new dish, and she's she always uh, uh, succeed. Oh you wow! Know, it's uh, it's it's quite amazing. So on the set of the film, are you drinking any very good wines, any old wines to celebrate? I mean, in the film, you see some bottles that were like fifty years old at the time, so we're going back into the early nineteenth century. Are you are you getting a little bit like celebrating with a, like a nice wine? No. <laughs> no, the night the the wine was really uh, organic wine that we we had um, for for lunch. Some some sometimes someone you know would like to have wine, and we we had this this wine, but not you know the one that is uh, no. shown in in the movie, in the movie. Uh, because it's a, it's very expensive. And um, we didn't have money enough for, for this movie. <laughs> yeah, it was an indie. Fi- I mean, it, not an indie film, but it, it was shot in like what two two months, like fifty days. Uh, yes, uh, thirty two days. Yeah. Yes. Yeah, you, you move fast. Yes. It's a, it's a beautiful film. I, I really want our listeners to seek it out, and it's out in theaters now. And I believe is there a VOD planned in the United States? Do you know? Yes, maybe. I'm sure. Yeah, yes. there'll be something a way to see it, but. Um, definitely seek it out. And I, I want to ask just finally, you know, now that you've done this food film, and I know f- food has always been part of your, your filmmaking, um, what's the future for you? Do you feel connected to this era in France? I mean, personally, it's so interesting to see late 19th century, the birth of gastronomy uh, coming to life. I, I, I want more, is what I'm trying to say. Uh, uh, yes, I, I choose this period because uh, it was it was more interesting for me in terms of filmmaking, because when you choose the modern time, uh, everything is different. The light in the kitchen, everything was uh, you know like a white light. So it, it it's um it, it's uh it it was not central enough for me, and uh, I wanted to have. Uh, the, this light of uh, you know at the end of the 19th century because we have the door the the light coming in from the door from the from the the, the windows and also uh, because of um, what Eugenie said about herself that she like uh, uh, she likes uh, summer and the heat inside of her so I, I wanted the light to um, to reveal her her, her character. Uh, somehow, um, so so all the, the 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 light of the movie is very warm, and when it's cold, we know that it's something is wrong, and it in fact yeah. it's uh, it's her being sick. You know? Yeah, you're a real Artur hung, and and I, I I believe the last shot or one of the final shots is a is a circle is like a a pan, and the lights changes during that scene. 
from from day to night. I believe it's what my reading is. Maybe that's not correct, but I'm glad you called out light. You're here. You're here like 30 minutes in the podcast. You maybe watch the movie. It's just the the craftsmanship and the the, the way you shot the film, um, and, and especially the food was was amazing. Yes, I, because uh, we 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 saw so many movies and and broadcast about uh, um, about uh, about food and uh, um, so so when I decided to, to make this movie, I, I wanted to avoid. Uh, uh, you know something like uh, beauty shots yeah. on 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 the the dish or things like yeah. that. So I th- everything need to be in movement to be different from you know uh, what we have seen before, and um, and to give somehow the real time uh, for the the actors to to cook things. Um, so I, I'm um, for the big. The, the scene of the beginning of the movie, the cooking scene, I divided in three long shots uh, to, to, to cover, you know, this, uh, this cooking. And uh, so everything is, uh, looks very real. Oh, yeah. Uh, yes, because you don't have that kind of editing that, uh, that is um, more about uh, uh, entertainment. It editing, you know, it's uh, here. It's something that respect the the reality of what's uh, is going on on the on the screen, and uh, so everything need to be in movement. So so at, at, so I can see at the same time a ballet. I can see their body moving around. They see their hands, their faces, and and you know the the food being cooked. Yeah, you've got the reaction time. shots, you've got, yeah. you got the wides, you've got all the coverage for these long shots. It's it's beautiful how it's edited. And and definitely the Potafoy, we haven't talked about even that, and that's the original name, I believe. It's uh-huh. been switched in America, but uh, it, it's it's a dish that is common, right? It's a commoner's dish, but you, you're able to, it's almost, it is definitely a metaphor and there's definitely symbolism in it as well. So you're, but this dish is, comes to life in a cool way. Did you have a connection to that growing up in France as a 12-year-old? Oh, yes. I think that, Every French, uh, uh, you know, uh, <laughs> know this dish. It's uh, something that is re- really common. We, Explain it a little bit so we our listeners. Yes, know. it's a uh, it's a beef uh, we cook with uh, a lot of water and and vegetables, and uh, so you you cook it for a very long time, and and of course you you cannot eat everything, uh, you know, uh, in one meal. So you have to to reheat it. For the next day, and he reheat it again the next day, and each time it's it's getting better yeah. and better, and uh, and you you can also finish with uh, you know when you have some beef left, you can slice it uh, thin and then make a, a salad with it, and it's uh, just amazing. And today, uh, all the big chef in in France, uh, especially in winter, they have their own interpretation of uh, the pot au feu, yeah. and it's uh, of course much more. More sophisticated. The first time that I met uh, uh, Pierre Gagnère, he served in his restaurant, uh, you know, the pot au feu. So I, 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 I taste it in, in in his kitchen, you know, just standing in his kitchen, and and the pot au feu came in, I think, something like seven different dishes, mm-hmm. and each time you 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 try one, um, the the flavor of. Uh, of the Boudafeu is there, but with something new, and it's it's like a rediscovering this dish, and it is it, it was fabulous. Yeah, what a what a what an amazing project! I mean, just being able to enter this world of gastronomy and and really dedicate yourself to it, and 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 check the film out. 
hung on this is taste, we ask guests about their discerning taste. So to close this interview, here's a little rapid fire, fast and furious taste check. Are you ready? Yes. Okay. The best fruit. A pear. The worst vegetable. Uh, um, chou de Bruxelles. Um, chou de Bruxelles. Um, is that Brussels sprouts? Yes. Brussels sprouts. Yeah. You haven't had mine yet. <laughs> no, but I know I know what you're saying. They're, they can't, they're, they're not good when they're not good. In America, we we have this a tradition of Brussels sprouts now. We roast them and put bacon in them and balsamic vinegar. Uh-huh. But not for you. Okay. I'm not uh-huh. selling it. No. <laughs> okay. Okay. This is this is a big one. As a as a French citizen, you 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 have a take. The best dessert. The best dessert, I, I would say it very simply, um uh apple pie. Yeah. Yes. So tartatin or just like tartatin, exactly. Tartatin, apple pie with, yes. with 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 do you put anything on it? A glass? Yes. Okay. With a glass. Your favorite American fast food chain? Oh, I, I don't have. Okay. Yes. Fair enough. It's a, <laughs> a straight rejection of the question. I, I respect that so much. Appreciate that. Do you have a favorite cookbook that you go to? Uh, no, because I don't cook at all. You just don't cook it up. No, because as a Vietnamese uh, uh, man, my, my, my mother always chased me out of the kitchen. Yeah. Even at breakfast time, you weren't helping out. Uh, breakfast time, I, I can do it. You can yes. do it. Okay. Yeah. But uh-huh. you're, you're sticking to the filmmaking. Okay. Yes. <laughs> Um, a favorite city outside of France to visit for food? I would say uh, San Sebastian in Spain. Oh, yeah. Hmm. Do you have a favorite you, a restaurant that comes to mind up there? No, just, I, I don't have. Just visiting the area. Yes. Is there a cuisine you would like to learn more about? Hmm. I, I think I would like to, uh, to have um, something more profound with Chinese food. Yeah. Yes. Yeah. Uh-huh. That's a lifetime to, to even to, 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 to even tap the surface is a lifetime of Chinese yes. cooking. Uh-huh. Um, your last one, a f- your favorite sandwich. I I would say the very simple one. If you have good bread, good uh, butter, then you have ham. Jambonbeer. You know yes. No, not camembert. No, jambonbeer. Ah, yes, jambonbeer. Uh, exactly. My French is not, not yes, jambonbeer. I'm like you're going that way. Oh. <laughs> yes, th- this one is my favorite, really. I was going to ask you jambonbeer or banh mi, but you sound like you made your decision. Banh mi? Do you like a banh mi once in a while? Yes, once in a while. Once yes, in a while. yes. It because it's uh, it's very central, banh mi, very central. So it's it's good. It is. Yes. It's it's. I think it made it. We 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 did a draft about sandwiches where we picked our favorites, and it was up there. It was like one or two. It's definitely my favorite sandwich uh-huh. around. But um, well, Hung, this has been a real pleasure talking to you. Merci beaucoup. Thank you. Really Merci. appreciate it. <laughs> Thank you. This is Taste is hosted by Eliza Abarbanel and me, Matt Rodbar. The show is produced by Shalia Harris and Pat Stango and edited by Clayton Gumbert. Theme music by Steve Rydell. Visit Taste Online at tastecooking.com and make sure to subscribe to our newsletter for updates on all cool things that are happening. 